I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's go to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He works for The Athletic. He's been with us before. He's with us right now to give us some insight into everything that is going on with the regional sports networks and the deals with Major League Baseball. He's Evan Drellick. He's also the author of Winning Fixes Everything, digging deep into everything that went on with the Houston Astros back in the day. Hi, Evan. Good to have you with us. Hey. I don't know if I have insight for you guys, but I'll try. Well, we're expecting big, big things, Yeah, we Evan. need you to drop. I'm I mean, just telling we you. We need promos. <laughs> we need everything, man. Say something earth-shattering. You got it. You got it. Um, do you want me to give you a little rundown of where we're at? Yeah, that'd, yeah, be, that'd great. be great. Go ahead. All right. So MLB and, and specifically the three teams that were kind of on the bubble here, the Twins, the Guardians, um, and I'm going to forget. And, Rangers. And, uh, the Rangers. God, it's, it's that kind of day for me. Uh, you know, they, just here they, to help. They've, <laughs> they've reached an agreement, and now the court just needs to approve it. There's no reason to think that the court won't approve it. Uh, it, they, they had already reached an agreement prior to this whole idea of Amazon coming in. So it looked like this was going to be the last year that Diamond, which owns these Bally RSNs, was going to operate. And in that framework, they, MLB and the teams had a deal with them. Then Amazon comes in. Basically, as I understand it, the deals that existed before Amazon came in uh, now continue on. So it's a Band-Aid situation. It means that the teams are going to continue to get paid for this year. And then, uh, you know, as far as the future, we're, we're going to have to see, but these are one year deals for those three teams uh, because they were going to be dropped otherwise. So, you know, for, for, for a guardian fan, it's really not going to change anything for this year. The question becomes what the heck happens in 2025 and beyond. Evan, why are those three teams, the guardians, the twins and the Rangers not included in the other deal? Um, yeah, so, so the, the contracts that Diamond has in place with the other teams as of this moment remain the contracts that we're going to, uh, you know, so whatever year they were going to run, they're, they're still in place. And, and those uh, three teams, the Twins are a little different. The Twins deal expired after last season. So you can put them to the side. They were just out of contract, so they had to renegotiate. Uh, in the case of the Rangers and the Guardians, Diamond looked at them and said, uh, we – don't think this is sustainable. We are paying you too much. If you want to keep on with us, we're going to have to renegotiate the rights fee. And what I was told is that the, the reduction there is no more than 15%. So it's not a huge drop-off, uh, but enough that, you know, in court filings, Diamond is saying this makes it profitable for us to do it. So it's a money issue. It's like, like everything else I end up writing about and everything else in the sport, it, it, it was just a money issue. I'm just I'm a tiny bit confused because I'm trying to figure out how the uh, Apple deal worked, right? Apple deal yeah. with everybody. Like, so why did the other teams end up going to Apple, and then the three teams here had to stay? Like that. That's the so, uh, trying to figure well, that. Let, out. let me clarify that. Sure. That's, so that's not not what's happening here. Okay. Um, 
all there are 12 teams now that are are with diamond and and diamond and bally are interchangeable right they're just using different names for them but they're the same thing um amazon came in and said we want to invest in diamond and bally to keep it going beyond 2024 it looked like diamond was going to shut down after 2024 amazon comes in the court has to approve this whole restructuring plan with amazon that would happen probably sometime this summer looks like it will get approved if it then gets approved what it means is a that diamond and bally's presumably get to continue operating after 2024 as long as the the business doesn't fall apart again it keeps operating so that means that the games are are still on tv and then the other side of it is the digital side um amazon prime would now be a way for you to get what is now called bally sports plus you know you pay 20 bucks a month and you're able to get the teams that Bally has digital rights for. It does not have digital rights for every team that it carries. So it has 12 MLB teams, Bally's. They broadcast 12 MLB teams on TV this year. They only have the digital rights for five teams. And so the whole Amazon part of this, uh, as far as will you be able to log into Prime and, and, and get uh, whatever team you want to watch, the, the big question becomes, does Diamond or Amazon somehow directly have digital rights to your team? Um, and there are only five teams right now. So for most teams that are on Diamond and Valley, it's not going to make a difference because you're not going to be able to get it unless MLB gives the digital rights, and they're not going to want to. MLB wants to put together its own big package of digital rights sometime in the future. Who the heck knows when that is? Did that clear anything up? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It, it's still pretty confusing. Evan Drellick from the athletic joining us and, and not confusing because of you, you're doing, you've got, you've got your finger on the pulse here. You said in a year, who knows what happens? What do you think happens? And tell me when MLB last year hired some people to start maybe taking it internally and doing it themselves. We haven't heard much of that. Where does that stand? And, and might that come into play in a year? Yeah, so the Padres and the Diamondbacks, which were Diamond Valley teams that got dropped last year, MLB took over those broadcasts, and they're going to be doing those broadcasts again this year. There's another team joining that group. That's the Rockies. The Rockies were with a different company, Warner Brothers Discovery, which had a few networks. Um, and so now, now there are three teams that MLB is doing the broadcast for. The good thing about that situation, when, when the rights go back to the team, um, you can – you can do more with it in terms of digital and streaming. You don't have these exclusivity agreements uh, where, you know, for example, in the case with the Guardians, you know, the, the Guardians can't run out this year and say, you know, we're going to stream our games uh, separately of Valley. It, it, it's basically got to run through Valley. And, and why does Valley want that? Because people, Valley uh, wants the money going through them, right? right? That, that, that's the reason all these blackouts are part of the reason all these blackouts exist is because of the exclusivity between the RSN and the, and the television distributor and the RSN and the team. It, it's all this uh, complicated contractual stuff. Uh, but if you get to a world where, like the case of the Guardians after this year, like the case of the Rangers, like the case of the Twins, if they don't end up re-upping with Valley for 25, um, well, now you've got five teams, potentially, who have their rights back, and, and you start to build a portfolio of teams that, that have their rights. And, and, you know, you could strike a deal with Bally or Diamond that, 
has better digital rights. That didn't happen here. That didn't happen for this year. Um, the issue is that how do you monetize that? Let's, let's say MLB uh, had 20 teams digital rights that it could package for next year. It doesn't, but let's say it did. Okay. The money you would get from that is not nearly as good as the money you would get from the old cable model, and that's really the problem. There's much more fan accessibility in going direct-to-consumer, going to streaming, meaning you charge 20 bucks a month, you can watch your team's games online, you don't have to sign up for cable. Uh, that's, that's much better for fans. The problem is it's much less money committed to teams. And so teams actually like the old model. They like the old uh, Bally Diamond model. It was easy to watch, follow the money trail on that. Now it's, it's like scattered. Yeah, so but it, the, it's dead, right? That old model's dead. It's not coming back. It's not. It's, so this is, I think, actually a mis- misconception. It's okay. not dead. You know, the reason, um, it, the future that Rob Manfred keeps talking about, I think he's right about this, is a hybrid one. It's one where you still have RSNs, you still have teams getting paid money from RSNs, but little, uh, you know, some amount less. And ideally what happens, at least from a, a fan and a team perspective, is that the digital rights get loosened up. So, uh, you know, a, a Bally or whatever, you know, any RSN you imagine still broadcasts um, the team, pays the, the, the team money. And at the same time, you could do something with the digital rights and you could maybe pool together a national package. So you have a choice. Um, but that doesn't exist yet. And, and I think it would take years to get there. And for fans, it's still really frustrating. It is frustrating for me as someone who lives in New York City, is a YouTube TV subscriber. I cannot watch the Mets, the Yankees, or MLB Network. It does not make sense. Wow. It is a bad setup, wow. but it's all about the money. All right, so let me ask you this. Did we learn anything by the Apple TV MLS deal? Does that make sense? Like, can MLB learn anything from that? Because to me, that was kind of groundbreaking, the way the MLS deal went through with everything going to Apple. So can we learn anything from that and take that forward for Major League Baseball? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, MLB, look, Rob Manford wants a, a some sort of national package like that. It, it, he wants it to look like that, where people have the ability to get what they want, in one place, right? Which, which I believe is what that package is. I haven't spent a lot of time. Yeah, kind of, it. it's kind of Sunday ticket. Let, let's just go. Right. want to call it like that. Okay. Right. And, and now, so, so I think for fans um, and for accessibility, that is the place to go. There's a whole other problem here uh, in baseball, in particular, w- where you have the large market teams who have a lot of money coming in from TV rights. You have the Yankees, the Cubs, the Dodgers. They're not going to stand there and say, yeah, what we want to do is pool all 30 teams' rights together and split it equally. You know, the the Yankees are very happy selling the Yankees on their own to Amazon. Um, And so what it sets up, to to get to this idea of some sort of national baseball package, uh, it sets up the very classic fight in baseball of large market owners versus small market owners. And and I, I think, you know, they could somehow get there, uh, but there would have to be pretty intense negotiations. And it's going to be a really interesting thing going into the next CBA. We're still a few years from that. It's after 2026. Uh, you know, but what do the owners want to do? Do they want to try to get to some sort of more national-looking model? And there are people who argue, 
look, baseball is a local sport. This isn't how you sell baseball. I've heard that argument many times, that it's better off not being an NFL-style thing or an MLS-style thing. Um, but I, I think everybody would be better off, fans, teams, if there was a way for you want to watch a game tonight, you can go to a website and you can do it easily. And, and right now, that is just it's not enough of a universal truth. Um, and that's it's really a big problem for the sport. Evan, Amen. thank you for the perspective and the, uh, the information on something that's confusing to an awful lot of people. We appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure I only confuse people more, but I'm happy to come back on and explain <laughs> it back on. <laughs> Evan, thank you. Thanks, Evan. Evan Drellick from The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter uh, at his name, E-V-A-N, and then it's D-R-E-L-L-I-C-H. Let's do it in our positional breakdown, shall we? Cleveland Browns positional breakdowns with Baskin and Phelps. Yep, we got to play that. Now it's official. Now we can go ahead and do it. Can we not? Okay, good, yes. First of all, let's get this one out of the way. Bill Callahan got nothing but absolute praise as offensive line coach here. He's not going to be here any longer. He's going to Tennessee to work with or for his son, as Kevin pointed out. For his son, he's looking forward to that. So he's out. We'll see if they promote from within. Scott Peters, if they bring in somebody from outside. Andy Dickerson, maybe, from Seattle, who's also apparently up for other offensive line jobs. Uh, We'll see. They need a new offensive line coach. Joe Thomas? I don't know about that one. I don't know. That rumor flew over the weekend. Did you see that, Dan? Well, uh, a little bit of a Joe Thomas. Joe didn't seem like he would be disinterested in the job. I mean, you yeah. don't shut any doors, especially if they're going right. to come to you and offer you a large, large, large sum of money. I don't think the door was shut on that this weekend. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm just saying I don't think the door shut. I agree. That's a great way to put it. That broadcasting gig he has is pretty sweet, though. You keep – like, I, I, I find you – just fascinating sometimes that you thank you you always look at what might seem to be the option of least resistance i i say that in joe's case only because of this young family family man they're all over in germany now you know, doing what um learning to coach i know which is part of it <laughs> so i know but you know we know these broadcasting gigs are pretty sweet and we're not you know we're not working 18 hour days I, I don't just, just keep that in if mind. If he wants that gig, I think he always going to do is knock gig, on I the door. He has yeah. a chance. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that, and I think he'd probably be outstanding. The Browns' offensive line showed one thing about offensive lines this year. What you, was that? You cannot have enough good offensive linemen. Amen. Because you'll run out of them, and the Browns did. They had a lot of offensive linemen play in games this year, but only two of them played in all 17 games. Wyatt Teller. And Nick Harris, who is a free agent. Browns have only three free agents on the offensive line. A tackle, Jaron Christian. Guard, Michael Dunn, who is extremely valuable to this team. And Nick Harris. That means a lot of guys are coming back, Andy. In fact, I don't think I can say this and mean it. Might there be too many guys coming back? No. All right, let's go over this. You ready? Okay. Last year's starting offensive line, beginning of the season, game one. Jedrick Wills, Joel Batonio, Ethan Posick, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, all under contract through at least next season. And all but Jedrick Wills under contract for at least two more seasons. 
and Jack Conklin under contract for three more. Okay. So there's stability there. If you want it, your key backup was Dewan Jones, who is under contract through contract through 2026, played in 11 games, made nine starts, and showed Andy that he should be playing on a regular basis for a National Football League team, in particular this one. Your other backups also under contract, James Hudson for another year. Luke Whippler, who they drafted through 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawson Deaton, who was out with injury all year through 25. He's a center. Drew Forbes, Leroy Watson, and Justin Murray, who is a reserve future, all under contract for the next coming year. Doesn't mean they can't get out of those, but they're already, they have deals. So what do you do here? There's one major dilemma, I think, Andy, when it comes to the offensive line. Okay. And I think it's a good thing, but I do think it's a dilemma. What are you going to do at tackle? In particular, what are you going to do with Jack Conklin? Jack, I think wow. is Wow, a- that's not the way I would have saw it, but go ahead. Yeah, right. I didn't think you were going to say I, that. I, okay, well, I, I know what you're going to say, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have a, 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 a thought on that. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Conklin is going into his ninth season. Mm-hmm. I think he's terrific mm-hmm. when he's healthy. Yeah. This will be his fifth season with the Browns. He'll be 30 years old. He played in 15 games and made the Pro Bowl in his first year with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Since then, he's been healthy enough to play in just 22 of 51 games. Okay. There's the issue. He played in seven games in 2021, got hurt. 14 games in 2022, bounced back. But as we all saw, first game last year, messed up his knee, missed the entire season. He's under contract for a lot of money. Um, Bill Barnwell from ESPN wrote a big piece about the Browns and about Conklin in particular. His conclusion was most likely thing that's going to happen is that they're going to release him. Money is the issue. He said you could trade him, but then any team that you trade him to picks up that big contract. And Barnwell writes for a player who has proven incapable of staying on the field over the past three seasons. I think that's really rough because... You, know, you get hit in the knee, Andy. What are you going to do? Yeah, like it's you know? his fault. Right. Oh, he's incapable of playing. Right. No, that's you know? a, that's rid- I hate when people I do, say that. I stuff. do too, except so for unfair. one thing. He signed a four-year, sixty million dollar extension with the Browns in December of 2022. Okay, that's a lot of money, and the Browns are going to be tied up, and it gets into dead cap money and everything else that I'll readily admit I don't understand. What's going to happen here is you're going to have to make a decision. You got three tackles. You're only going to play two of them. Jedrick Wills has one more year. What are you going to do with Jed? Because, Andy, I think that's where you are going to go with this. So, I, you know, my question is, is can DeJuan Jones move over to the left side again? So let's – let's. if you think that – th- You would think so, though, wouldn't yes, you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, But if Jack Conklin has any sign of health, he's here. I, I mean, it's it, – and if they can renegotiate his deal, that's even better. Let me ask you. Sure. Why is he here? Because of ability or because of the money? Or because oh, of it's both. ability. Okay, I think ability-wise, like I agree with you. I mean, he's one of our best offensive linemen when he's healthy. That's the whole thing. So, if Jack can play, I'm not walking away from that. You might want to try to renegotiate the deal, though, right? If you can, if you can figure out a way to change some of the cap numbers on that and make it a little bit more team friendly. Agreed. I think that would be extremely fair coming from from Jack's side of the ball, because um, or the contract better. Because look, if the Browns are willing to stick it out with him. 
uh, you know, beyond the injury, then let's do this. Let's keep going forward because he's a hell of an offensive lineman when he can play. Um, you know, Jed Wills, it seems to be the bigger question mark and what he's going to be able to do. Dewan Jones proved so much last year. I mean, he really, really came to play after he figured out that he wasn't in the right place when he came in for rookie minicamp. As far as being in shape, they got it. They figured it out. You know, how much of it is the coach? That's another thing we're going to find out real quick. So when you lose your offensive line coach, it changes. It could change things. But you never know. Maybe you bring in somebody else that's just as effective, just as good. How many times do we have to plug and play? I mean, think about Jerron Christian. Started all those games, and now he sits like third string at left tackle. Nine games, all of them starts. He did a really nice job. He's a free agent. I hope he stays and, and pro- provides depth for this team. I'm I hope okay they bring him. back Michael Dunn. I do too. Mike, and, and remember last year they let him go and then brought him back. It might be one of those situations. Hey, Michael, if you can find something that you like, go. But we'd love to have you back. And that's he, he was it Washington that he went to, and then he got cut. I think. And, Nick, and he ended Michael up, Dunn. Yeah, and yeah. he ended up back here. I I would assume that you just go ahead and you roll this offensive line back next year. The one thing about Jedrick Wills, couple couple of things. He's he's compared to Joe Thomas here, whether everybody wants to admit it or not. And he's also was a highly drafted guy who is still only 24 years old. And he I think he does a nice job. I don't think he's Joe Thomas, but let's let's be honest, who is? I'd be surprised if they move on from him him Andy. I would be surprised if they ask him to be a backup. I wouldn't be stunned if they traded him. You have issues at other spots where you're going to need to go pick up guys. Might you be in a position where you could actually trade a tackle? I also wouldn't be the least bit surprised, and we've seen it a little bit. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Luke Whippler comes in, okay? Um... He's the main guy here. Dawson Deaton is a center as well. He's only 24. Whipler's 22. They've brought in some young guys on this offensive line. 
I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see them take an offensive lineman higher in the draft than we think they might. Hmm. Just based on the idea that, you know, well, I could Bat- see them Batonio's drafting. 32, Posick's 28, so will, will be 29, Teller will be 30, Conklin will be 30. Might be time to start refreshing a little bit and have a guy who's there who can learn for a year or two and then see what happens. Wait, I mean, just going back, we were talking about somebody being in Washington. Were you talking about, did you think it was Dunn or Harris? I, I thought it might be Dunn. No, Dunn wasn't. Dunn's been here since 2000. He, we have, but remember, Nick they Harris, didn't bring him back. He, he was he was out and looking for a gig, and then they brought him back. I, I thought he signed with somebody else, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, I don't have him signed. I mean, he, uh, Rams, Jacksonville, Miami, Cleveland is where he's been. And, but I could see where Washington comes into play, too, because Nick Harris went there. Nick Harris went to school there. I don't know. That's why I was getting no, that's No, that's not what I was, okay. what I was talking about. The, the line has been a strength of this team. Ken Dorsey says you get jacked up about this opportunity because of the offensive line. What do you do at tackle, folks? You have three good ones. The only one that I think that you look at and you think, man, there's no question that guy has to play is Dewan Jones if he's healthy and good to go. You know, Jedrick Wills, I think you can come up with other scenarios where you might think, okay, this is what we do with Jed. Jack Conklin, there might be other scenarios, but Jack's a two-time Pro Bowl guard, or excuse me, tackle. Dewan Jones looks like the real deal for a real long time. What are you doing on the offensive line, especially with a new offensive line coach coming in? Petrack at 1 o'clock. It's Baskin and Phelps here on the fan. The press conference for Ken Dorsey, new offensive coordinator of the Browns. So we'll be talking with Scott about that. Just went over the offensive line as we continue our positional breakdowns. And, Andy, I, I think it comes down to one big question. I think Jack Conklin is the big question. But I'll take it maybe even a little bigger picture than that. You have two starting tackles. You have three guys who should be starting tackles. What do you do? Um, I mean, which one of these guys do you think you could go to, Andy, and say, hey, you're not going to start. You're going to be our swing tackle and come off the bench. Jawan Jones is the easiest to say that to. Except for one thing. Wasn't he just so impressive last year that you think you got to put him on the football field? I just think age-wise, experience-wise, it's easier to go to him than it is the other two. But I think if you look at the big picture, if Jack Conklin's healthy, Jed Wills is where you change the spot. So what do you do? Jed Wills is – well, if you want to put the best players out there, you would start Dewan Jones at left and Jack at right if he's healthy. If not, it's simple. It's uh, it's Dewan at right and – Jed at left. I mean, it's just, I don't think this is that complicated. That, that, that It all is, I, and it's not even so, it's more based on Jack's health than anything else. That's it. I would agree with that. I just think you get to a point where you're going to have to, to have an uncomfortable conversation with somebody. And I, I wonder if at that point you have a tackle coming off your bench who might be more valuable to you if he was playing for somebody else and brought somebody else to this team who could play, say, at wide receiver or defensive line, something like that. I, if I'm Jed Wills, I'm happy with uh, the fact that, you know, with the team, he signed a four-year, $19 million contract. They picked so. up his fifth-year option. Yeah, so, so he's under 11 contract million, for one He's more. almost $12 million. He got a signing bonus. Hey, man, you don't want me to play every play? Okay, I'm cool with it. 
I, you yeah, know, but that's not the way those that, guys operate. Yeah, but that's the Phelpsian theory on this. I got to be honest with you. Getting paid? You're getting paid, whether you're first string or second string. And, and we saw last but, year but here's the, how important it is to have depth. Here's Being why the third string doesn't matter there. He's in a contract year. You don't want to spend your contract year sitting. You want to be out there playing and establishing value so that you can get the next $40, $50 million contract. We had this problem on defense last year. Remember, they brought in double O to start. He was here to be a starter. And then after that, they had a chance to pick up Zadarius Smith, and they did it to upgrade the team. And you and I remember sitting there at training camp talking to double O. He goes, I don't look at it as starter, non-starter. I I know I'm going to get to play. I know I'm in a good position here. So, I mean, if you want to look at and have a comparison of having too many guys at the same kind of position on both sides, you know, I, I don't know that you want to mess with, you know, being interchangeable on the left and the right side when you're playing offensive line, but and, and you want to consolidate it as much as you can. Dewan Jones should be starting. Jack Conklin should be starting if he's healthy. Jed Wills is right there. He's been a starter. He's been your left tackle. I don't think things have worked out exactly perfect since he's been here in the beginning, but you know you can count on him if you need to, hopefully. you know. So if I was making the lineup card out, Jones would be at left tackle, Conklin would be at right, and Wills would be ready to go. I know that seems weird because Wills has had the spot before and you may not want to displace him, but now you've got a new offensive coordinator, you're going to have a new offensive line coach. Somebody's got to make Jed Wills a little bit better. It starts with Jed Wills. I can't argue with that. My my only thought is he's not going to, I wouldn't think, enjoy sitting if he sits. Dewan's going to think, what more do I have to do to, to be a starter? He's still only second year in the league. So. I, I know, Andy, but he was pretty dang good. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Well, I don't have any if, problem with If you're going to having... start your best guys, he's got to be one of them, I would think. Well, I agree. I so also I, agree we I need just, depth. I, I just well, except I would think this is going to happen. Watch the draft. I'll bet you third, fourth, fifth round you're you're drafting an offensive tackle, maybe another guard. You know, Batonio is uh, thirty two years old. You might be drafting somebody else and bringing him in. And I just wonder, you don't see tons of trades in the National Football League, but this might be a situation that screams for a trade. If you if you like James Hudson. As a backup, you could trade one of those tackles. It wouldn't be Dewan Jones. If you don't like James Hudson and can convince uh, convince Jed Wills to come off the bench, or convince Dewan, hey, let's put it on hold, you know, or or maybe they're they're both coming back from injury, or they all are, you know, maybe somebody's not quite ready, and you don't want to pull the plug on on that trio yet, which Andy, I could see. You know, it might be one of those things where you get into training camp, you go through training camp, is everybody good to go? At the end of training camp, oh, this young guy stepped up. We think he can play tackle. At the end of camp, you have an opportunity to make a trade for a position of weakness on your team. I, I don't know that that would, is anything I would want to tackle in the offseason before I saw the health of all three guys. I, I'm just not moving away from the guys that we currently have on the roster. And if they need to, then maybe Jed Wills is the guy you move away from. But again, I like I can't stress it enough. You cannot have enough offensive linemen. Oh, that's so true. We were so lucky with Joe Thomas here. Like I don't I just and and what you see and now Joe is Batonio, another, yeah. really. And Batonio. You're right. He missed one game this year. At two if you count the last game where he didn't play. 
Chris is uh, with us from somewhere. Chris, where are you calling from? Hey, Chris. <laughs> Call from Willowick. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Thanks for calling, man. Hey, the Browns need to understand that um, that Jed Wills is not a left tackle. If you watch any of his game film, every time he gets beat in pass protection, when he drops back, he always drops his right foot back. That's muscle memory. Every time he gets beat, he drops his right foot. He does that because he's a right tackle. He's not a left tackle. So the Browns have to make a decision. Can they move the guy from right over to the left, even though he's younger and he's a little inexperienced? Can he handle left side? If he can, then you move him and you put Jed on the right, suck it up, see what Jed can do on the right because he's great in, in, in uh, run blocking. He just needs to figure out the pass blocking from the right-hand side. As a right tackle, he'll drop that right foot back. It's not a problem. That's what right tackles do. And then you just got to figure out with what to do with Conklin. If the, you're going to release him, if you're going to – you know, maybe renegotiate his contract, put him at right guard instead of right tackle. Well, or why, leave him you at can't right put tackle. him at right guard because you've got a Pro Bowl alternate sitting there in white Teller. Then leave him at right tackle. Move the guy from right to the left and get rid of Jed Wills. Or just leave Jed for a year and then put him at right tackle. Chris, can you see any way season. where they keep all three of those tackles next year if they're all healthy? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I, I agree. I agree. You know, you can never have enough too many uh, healthy offensive tackles. And it just showed this year how valuable that was, especially like you guys were saying, if you can renegotiate Conklin's uh, contract, I think that would be the key thing. I love Conklin. He's expensive though. And he hasn't been healthy. And that's the bottom line when he's in there, he's definitely productive, but you got to move Jed to the right side. I, he's just not a left tackle. And remember, that's, and you said muscle memory, he, he was came into the NFL as a right tackle and they thought they could move him to the left. So it's interesting by Chris, the, the only, the one thing, Andy, you mentioned uh, Oboe coming in at defensive end and then they brought in Zedaria Smith. Mm-hmm. You knew Jim Schwartz was going to play a lot of defensive linemen and rotate guys in and out. Rarely happens on an offensive line. You know, usually on an offensive line, the guy starts and he plays almost the entire game. And if all goes well, they play the entire game. There have been situations, you know, the legendary messenger guards that Paul Brown used where you rotated guards on every play mm-hmm. and brought the play in and out. Now the quarterback has a thing in his ear, so he doesn't have to do that to get plays anymore. You could alternate defense or offensive linemen, but it's just not really done in the NFL. No, it doesn't slow down, especially if you're trying to go into a hurry up. You're slowing down your offensive line. If you're trying to, you know, get more plays in or the way that works. I just don't. I agree with the phone call. I, you know, you just – I agree with the phone call, and I also think you cannot have enough depth on that offensive line. This year was 100 – and I'm concerned because Bill Callahan's not going to be here. Well, For some reason, Bill Callahan had this magic touch on every guy that hit the offensive line. Now, were they all pro bowlers? No, but they were all – even worst case scenario – like, you look at the guys they were putting out there when they had – when they were down four offensive linemen, they were still very, very coherent. I'm not, it's not the word I'm looking for. The word is just – they were efficient. Efficient's the word I'm looking for. They were, Bottom line, the worst-case scenario where you had efficient offensive linemen. They won a lot of games this year. I still think they probably shouldn't have won based on the fact that they were on quarterback number three or quarterback number four, and that's maybe a way to tip your cap to the defense as well, but – I just think if we've ever learned about the depth on the offensive line, it was this year and how important it had to be to try to make the playoffs. Let me throw a thought at you. 
you don't want to lose Bill Callahan, but he's going to Tennessee. And we all get that, and Kevin it, talked about exactly. that. Exactly. And you know from everything we've ever been told, terrific offensive line coach. And yet most folks will tell you that they thought Jed Wills underperformed. So what happened there? You had the best offensive line coach in the biz and you had an underperforming left tackle. What's that What's that tell you? Let's ask Petrak. Hmm. Scott's coming up next right here on Baskin and Phelps. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.